0: The mass was so unusual that they didn't know what it was. And because they didn't know what it was, they didn't know what to do with it. I went into an ultrasound specialist at UPenn Hospital in Philadelphia. And again, I'd seen tons of ultrasound specialists and you know, CAT scans, MRIs, everything. And this ultrasound specialist checks me out. But this time was very different than all the other times I'd gotten checked out. He checks me out and he proceeds to tell me, Rob, I cannot explain what I'm about to share with you. But you no longer have any tumor whatsoever in your abdomen. I'm going to show you on the screen. On the depth of my very being, the best way I can describe it is like spiritual fireworks were going off the inside, and I knew that my life would never, ever, ever be the same. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Mind for Life podcast. The Mind for Life podcast. Where you're thinking can change your life. And now, here's your host, Jeff Bogazic.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Mind for Life podcast. My name is Jeff Bogazic. And I will be your host for the next half hour or so, where we talk a little bit about how you can think, learn, and live better. Today, I'm so excited to have the CEO of Holman International and the author of the book, Lead the Way, Inside Out Leadership Principles for Business Owners and Leaders. Rob Holman on the program. Rob is an internationally recognized leadership expert, executive coach, keynote speaker, and author who has a heart for authentic relationships and a true talent for equipping people with the skills and knowledge necessary for their success. You're going to hear all about that. With passion and exuberance, Rob's dynamic teaching style has successfully led countless business owners, executives, and leaders through his exclusive and proprietary method of inside-out leadership coaching in helping his clients learn how to connect with their unique life's purpose. They're finding success in ways they never expected from the inside out. And on this program, we talk a little bit about self-discovery as well. He is a lifelong serial entrepreneur who has founded numerous highly influential organizations, both for-profit and non-profit. Currently, he is the founder and CEO of Holman International a global leadership consultancy revolutionizing the way business leaders operate. He lives in Westchester, Pennsylvania with his wife and their three children. And I am so, so honored to speak with him today. And we will get to our interview in just a minute. But first, let me mention a couple of things. Our podcast sponsor is Bluehost.com, the leading web solutions services provider. Bluehost has continually innovated new ways to deliver on their mission, which is to empower people like you and me to harness the full powers of the web. They provide the comprehensive tools necessary to millions of users throughout the world so anyone, novice or pro, can get on the web and thrive. So if you are looking to host a website, podcast, or blog, please check out bluehost.com. Go to the Mind for Life homepage at mindforlife.org. Scroll to the bottom and you can get hosting for $3 and 95 cents a month. Second, the show notes for this program will be at mindforlife.org slash zero four two. So click on over there, get all the links for the things that we talk about on this program, including where you can connect with Rob, a link to his book, and even now a transcript of this interview. Also, you can now become a patron of this podcast to help support it with your kind generosity for less than the cost of a pack of gum a month. You can help us cover the costs of producing and hosting this program. To do that, head over to mindforlife.org. Click on the Become a Patron link right there at the top of the homepage. All right, let's go ahead and get right into my interview with Rob Holman. Okay, uh, Rob, welcome to the podcast, man. Great, great, great to have you with us. And we're here to talk a little bit about your book. Uh, So explain it to us. Tell us what it is and kind of how you uh, came up with this idea to write something about leadership.
0: Yeah, Jeff, great to be with you, man. It's a joy. Just the conversation you and I already had offline a little bit, man. I'm excited. We got a lot of synergy, a lot in common. So, uh, no, thank you so much. Listen, for me you never stray too far from your core. And I've found over the years, slowly, but surely my core has everything to do with uh, leading the way. And the book is actually called Lead the Way. Mm-hmm. And what I've, what I've uh, been doing over the years is really taking all my inside out leadership philosophy and really TED talking this content, this material into a, a shorter book, Because as as I'm sure you're aware of, you know, and you're quite a reader, I'm a reader, so many books, you know, 200 pages, 300 pages. And I have like five books I'm working on all at the same time. You know, I'm reading a third here, about a halfway. So (laughs) I said, you know what? Enough's enough. I want to make a writing with my inside-out leadership philosophy, help people, help inspire people and help them practically learn how to lead the way based on my inside-out leadership philosophy. And it, it almost acts as though it's a practical guide in which to do so. Because for me, Hey, if you just stay up in the clouds and you get people excited about things, that's one thing that's important, but we need to be rooted, grounded, and anchored in practical things because that, you know, practical action and steps that people can take. So the book really is a summary of all of the above, you mm-hmm. know, hopefully it helps inspire people and then, and then, uh, comes up with an action plan so they can see these things through. And, and really it has three main parts. The first is the foundations of inside out leadership. Which we can always talk about in a couple minutes. Then it moves on part two, which is the core convictions of an inside-out leader. You know, I've been throughout the world and had a chance to travel the Middle East and Europe, et cetera, and train people up and give speeches on my inside-out leadership philosophy. And it is fascinating the people I brush shoulders with, uh, who I would say are you know quite transformational leaders, right? Uh, inside-out leaders, and interviewing them formally or informally i've taken the best of the best and i've really helped uh, and help people understand what are their core convictions the mm-hmm. core convictions that make up an inside out leader that's part 2 and then lastly part 3 is once you actually have the foundations laid in your life and you understand and there's some practical things surrounding the core convictions of an inside out leader now let's take a look at this idea you have your business your organization now it's going to be through a different lens in which you're going to look at what you put your hands and feet to every day. And, uh, and, and we t- take the, take a look at the why behind your business. Okay. So a lot of people love to jump into the why behind their business. I just want more purpose in what I do, right. you know, as a profession, but I'm like, well, back way up because the more that you understand who you are and, and, and the inside stuff, the really sweet, the seeds of greatness on the inside of you, then it starts to just slowly work itself out and, and people can't help but be impacted all around you. Uh,
1: f- let me say congratulations. Uh, Rob just told me that the book launched on Amazon this past week. Yeah. So congratulations to that. And we will uh, be putting a link to that in the show notes for this program. So you can check that out on our website. Now, let me get to it because one of the things when, when you talk about inside out leadership, um, we're talking more about personal growth, personal development. Uh, Am I correct in stating that? And maybe like give us a brief overview of what your understanding of inside out, what that philosophy is all about.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So here's the thing. Here's what I've observed. Um, a Deloitte consulting statistic that alarmed me when I first came across, it really alarmed me and it came out in 2014 and the intro in the book, it really sets the tone for the rest of the book along these ways, these these lines, nearly 90% of workers, whether it's small, medium or large sized company, the average worker, worker B employee, team member, et cetera, nearly 90% are disengaged from what they do uh, in the workplace, mm-hmm. disengagement and I'll define it this way, Jeff disengagement being a lack of meaningful purpose and passion in what they do surrounding their skill sets, their gifts, their abilities, their roles, and responsibilities. now, as alarming as that sounds, we need to hear this nearly eighty percent of people uh or, or I should say leaders are in the same boat oh my. nearly eighty percent so if ninety nearly ninety percent are their workers. Nearly 80% are their leaders. Right. These are the business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, high-level management, executive team members, the people at the top, and they're disengaged too, lack of meaningful purpose and passion. A lot of people would never think that would be the case, but let me just say you something, it is. Yeah. And so here's the thing. A lot of these leaders understand that not only themselves, but also their workers are disengaged. But here's the thing. They're throwing things at it. They're wasting a lot of money, in my opinion. They, they, they know there's a glaring problem, but what they're throwing at this problem just isn't working. Mm-hmm. What they're throwing at it is the latest and greatest motivational tools, strategies, techniques, and incentives more from the outside trying to get into the worker to help motivate them. But I'm like, okay, that can have some uh, benefit. There's no doubt about it. But I believe stuff like that is short-lived. It's right. temporary. What I hear, what I'm introducing is, is the opposite. Well, I'm going to flip that on its head. It's truly not from the outside in, not just external stuff trying to get inside of the worker so they can perform and have increased productivity. But let's actually understand the heart and the mind of the worker, of the leader, because everything starts with the leader themselves right. first. And when we can start to understand the makeup, have a level of awareness, uh, and go on a self-discovery process. Now, things begin to work themselves uh, out from the inside out. So it is a true taste and test of inside versus outside in. And so that's what the book is written to help people understand the most effective form of leadership is from the inside out, not just the outside trying to work itself in.
1: Okay. So let's just take a scenario. You've got a guy who's leading an organization or who's an entrepreneur who's Disengaged, um, what are the steps? Can somebody be re-engaged by rediscovering a purpose or an incentive? Or do they, or does somebody have to really go to the depths of who they are and figure out what I'm about here, what am I doing? And then, you know, because obviously people take jobs or people do things and they, you know, they want to make money. Maybe they don't understand their definition of success or what they're really reaching for. So what are some steps that people can do to kind of like, if they're in that position, I'm disengaged. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm finding no purpose. How can someone go about beginning the process of self-discovery in order to be able to maybe change that a little bit?
0: Yeah. I think one of the key things is being willing to uh, discover or rediscover their uh, one's personal purpose. Right. Because oftentimes we love, as we're working professional, we love to talk about maybe oh, the mission statement for the company. Right. You know, the professional purpose. But I think it begins in you, it begins in me, it begins in your listeners, each one. If we can discover or rediscover why we exist, because at the end of the day, purpose, right? People associate different words and phrases with purpose. At the end of the day, I love to define purpose as this: the reason why you exist. Right. I think it's a question that every human being, whether subconsciously or consciously, is asking all the time, because we want to be, we want to make sure that our lives matter that our skill sets, gifts, and abilities really do mean and do have significance in a very unique fashion. I mean, think about it this way. There's 7.5 billion people on planet Earth. Do you know, do your listeners know that no one is like you? No one thinks the way that you think, loves and serves the people the way that you do, solves problems the way that you do. And so the more and the quicker that we can actually understand some of these unique things about who we are and why we exist, the better. So here's what I've discovered, though. You know, when we think of purpose, uh, many times we'll associate titles, roles, and responsibilities with our personal purpose. I'll I'll give an example. Like when we go out to networking meetings or even family functions, because we're just coming off Thanksgiving here in the States, in the United States, a lot of times people are asked, oh, what do you do? Or tell me more about the work and how it's going. Right. So if we're not careful, Jeff, we can easily start to allow what we do to define who we are. But, you know, I've traveled to the Middle East. Now, this is fascinating. Middle Eastern culture is fascinating to me. Uh, the, the main question I'm asked over there is very different than the main question I'm asked over here. Again, we just, you know, just talked about the main question I'm asked over here. And that is, you know, tell me a little bit more about what you do. You right. know, and stuff. Over in the Middle East, people want to understand who I am. I remember the first, I remember the first time I went over there years ago and they were saying, Rob, who are you? And I was like, I was like, I didn't know how to answer that (laughs) because I was so, I was like a robot answering based on what I do, but it was refreshing and it had me take a step back to be like, do I really know who I am? So I will say this to all your listeners. If you truly want to know why you exist, you got to first understand who you are. Go on your uh, self-exploration. We're all born explorers anyway. I mean, go back to when you were five years old, six years old. We all love the Easter egg hunts. We all love going on these travels and these treasure hunts just to find new things. And we get excited over them. We're born and we're made for exploration. But when we're, we, so we first have to know that we're born for exploration. But going on a self-exploration is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Because it opens up a place of vulnerability. And being honest with ourselves. But I'm here to say that you, that me, each one of us has seeds of greatness on the inside of us. And I'll tell you: the quicker that we understand what those seeds of greatness are and allow them to break through the surface, now other people that we impact and get a chance to positively influence all over the world are impressed greatly. So we need to find out what they are. So understand who you are. Now I'm going to go deeper. So if we want to understand why we exist, we need to understand first who we are. I've come up with five practical things that help us understand who we are. Number one, do you know your personal core values? These are the things that are strong convictions in your heart that you stand firmly in, that you're actually making decisions out of all day long, out of this place, out of these places, but may not even fully realize it. I'll give an example for me, commitment is one of my top personal core values. And I need to know that about myself because I'm making decisions. There's expectations I have on others out of this place all day long. So not only do I need to know that about myself, I also need to help other people know that about me. So number one, understand your personal core values. Secondly, what are your top strengths? Great resource out there is StrengthsFinder 2.0 by Tom Rath, Mm -hmm. right? Many of us are probably familiar with that resource. But he would describe your top strengths as your natural talents, the things that actually come very easily to you, that when you're doing, you're, you're going about these work, these, utilizing these skill sets, there's an ease, there's not a striving, and there's, quite frankly, a lot of fruit, a positive fruit that comes from you uh, working on these things. Mm-hmm. What are your top strengths? Thirdly, your top passion areas. What are the things that just light you on fire that get you leaping out of bed in the morning? Well, some people could say, well, it's a, you know, it's a hobby that I'm engaged in. I, I, don't, I don't spend too much time doing it, but every time I do this specific hobby, I just light up. I could share stories about it all day long at family gatherings when I'm around friends. Find what you're most impassioned by and make sure that you're pursuing and consistently and intentionally surrounding yourself in those passions. All right? Fourth, what are your most significant life milestones? The things that have happened in your life, good, bad, and indifferent, that at the time in which you were encountering them, a stake was put in the ground. You knew, subconsciously or consciously, you'd never be the same when this happened to you or with you and around you. For instance, for me, it was the divorce of my parents when I was a junior in high school. I knew I'd never be the same. I was crushed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it could be the birth of your first child. It could be your wedding day. It could be number, good, bad, or ugly. It could be all the above. But one of the most significant ones that have helped shape you and mold you into the person you are today. There's so much more surrounding our life milestones than the average person even realizes. Right. The fifth and final uh, is what would you say your primary gift that you've been given in life is? See, a gift, uh, are you an encourager? Are you a, Are you just a gifted encourager? Are you a gifted teacher? Are you a gifted leader? Are you a, uh, Are you filled with mercy? What is your primary gift? Now, many of us have many gifts, but when we understand what gifts are, gifts aren't meant for us. They're actually given to us and we're brought into this world and meant to be utilized on behalf of other people. Mm-hmm. So we're no longer on this earth anymore. It's a legacy we leave behind that has a ripple effect to uh, transform future generations. And so when we begin to, to understand these five practical areas, not just become aware of these areas, but embrace them, Jeff, we can't help but on the coattails of these five things, begin to ask the question, okay, now in light of understanding who I am, okay, why am I really here on this earth that's mm-hmm. uniquely different than seven and a half billion people on planet Earth? And then you start to go down that road a little further. Pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great, man. I mean, because you, you pretty much outline a a process, you know, a step-by-step process for figuring out who we are. Uh and that is to me an incredible insight. It's more than what do you do? It's a way deeper question and then it starts to give insight to okay. And then I I think you can then match up am I do is am what is what I'm doing matching up with who I am. And if it is, you should expect to find You know, you talked before about inspiration versus motivation. You should expect to find inspiration instead of looking for outside motivators or carrots dangling in front of you
0: to keep you going down the road, right? That's so true. And here's the thing. Many people, you know, that's why tools like this, a process like this is really helpful because what we do is, and a lot of this just happens, we go with the current of our culture and the current of our culture isn't always good. Right. (laughs) And sometimes we get sucked up very easily into comparing ourselves with other people. See, if we don't know who we are, we're not going to clearly know why we exist. And if we don't know why we exist, it's very easy to be like, I wish I had more money like such and such. I wish I had the looks like Ben. I look, I wish I had, I call it the, 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 the wish I, the if I syndrome. If I, if I, if I, if I, if I, if I, if I had the looks, if I had the money, if I had the power, if I had the influence, if if I, if I, if I, but you know what? We end up exerting all this time and energy into the if and bec- trying to become someone who we were never created and designed to be in the first place. And that leads us down a path of unhealthy striving, exerting all this time, resources, and energy as opposed to channeling all that energy that would normally get put in all that stuff we just mentioned into understanding, becoming aware of, embracing – who we are truly created to be. See, that's a place that's filled with anticipation, expectancy, rest. And in my opinion, Jeff, and I am under the strong conviction, the greatest positive impact and influence we can have in the lives of people come out of self-exploration. Hmm. And that's that's what we just talked about. It is it is wild. So I do want to mention that you know if people are out there and this is hard to face sometimes if you're out there and you find yourself comparing maybe some of your skill sets and your abilities a little bit more than you like to admit with other people as opposed to embracing who you really are um I want to propose a different way. <laughs> and I think as you go down this way this, this is going to help you lead the way because, in essence, what you're doing is you're leading yourself first. Right. And that's a that's a core conviction of any inside out leader that you lead yourself first. We have so many listeners that are so used to just leading other people and, and, and serving them and doing great work and trying to you know, lead them into new places, into new things, and, and helping them be as productive as possible. What I have found is uh, of course, you still want to lead people and 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 serve them. But when you learn how to lead yourself more effectively, you're only going to lead out of a you know out of that place, which is quite extraordinary. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but this is a good old ancient saying that I often hold on to: that freely you receive to freely give. And here's the thing, right? Maybe a more of a common use term is you can only give what you got. Right. <laughs> so, you know, if if you got uh, and you're living out of a place of knowing who you are, knowing why you exist and embracing that and you're vibrant and passionate about that and it's just oozing out and it's dripping out and you're getting other people wet all over the place because you you become such a fire hydrant of life and emotion and purpose and meaning. Now, uh, you certainly can give to other people what you got. Yeah. So now you're talking about empowering team members and seeing a a really positive and transformational culture in the workplace. Man, oh man, Jeff, it just comes out of this really deep place, but it starts with you as a person and as a leader first. Yeah. It's funny because
1: it seems that and you can maybe comment about this, but it seems like everybody in our culture is caught up with being something else, rather than trying to figure out who we are, right? And and that ultimately, I think, leads to this sense of frustration or dissatisfaction in life. That um, oh, I can't be like. That person, I and I'm striving and I'm striving and I'm striving, and really internally, when you talk about the values, when you talk about the passion, when you talk about, you know, all of what those the the specific life experiences that you've had, and that you're never going to be like them. Uh, so, so trying to get off of the frustration and trying to redefine maybe the end goal or the destination. is kind of like, you
0: know, a really freeing experience, would you say? Could not agree more. You know, I called, and this is one of the foundations in the book and in Inside Out Leadership Philosophy, it's redefining success. Mm -hmm. We, again, I get back to the, 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 um, uh, the current of our culture and our culture defines success a certain way. Okay. Well, you got to get married by a certain age. You got to start having kids by a certain life stage. You've got to make six figure income by this time. You've got to be, you know, white picket fence and a single family home by this time. And I'm like, really? Right. Like, I think people just get swept off their feet by the current of our culture right. without even questioning things. Like for me, Here's an opportunity. When you go on a self-discovery process, there's an opportunity for you to define success for yourself. Yeah. And, and so I call it redefining success based on the things that really matter to you. Right. You know, I talked to some, um, some really gifted leaders, entrepreneurs and business owners that make this comment and they say, Rob, you know, I love my family but I'm just going to work my tail off for the next five to seven years so that after five to seven years I can make a certain amount of money and then I'll spend time with my family. Right. And although that sounds good, but you know what I say to them, Jeff, I'm like, okay, so how many kids do you have right now? And they'll say maybe two. Okay. What are their ages? And oh, five and seven. Okay. So how old are they going to be in seven years? You know? Yeah. 14 and 12. Okay. Um, They would have grown and developed quite a bit in those seven years, let's say, right? Yeah. Was dad at home that, or was mom at home that much during that time? Not really. And I'll just have a really intimate, vulnerable, transparent conversation with them and be like, does your family really matter to you? Yeah, they really do. Matter of fact, I'll talk to them and they'll start crying because of how much their, their spouse, their son or daughter really matters to them. And they're not spending nearly enough time with them in the way that they want, but they hope to in the next five to seven years. And I'll say, do you know what? Let's talk about what success really means to you. You know, you have an opportunity. If your family really matters a whole lot to you and balance that you have not been living means a whole lot to you and you really long for that, let's talk about how you can still maybe meet some of your goals, but also at the same time, be present with your kids, be present with your spouse, uh, you know, and really soak in who they are and that they would no doubt or mom in a much deeper, more real way. Um, and so we start to go down that path of self-discovery right? and they start to find out certain things about themselves. They start to find out what really matters to them. At the end of the day, then their goals do begin to shift and change. Now there's no need to compare themselves, maybe other people. There's no need to, they've actually stopped the the, the worldly or, 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 you know, in America or the American culture uh, current, they've kind of stopped and said, no longer. Yeah. I actually get to take the bull by the horns based on the things that really matter and who I am and what I deeply desire in life. Uh, After going through this process a little bit and now light bulb moments, you know, start to start to come about, you know, epiphanies for people start to come about that they never even thought were there. So I'm just here to say, wow, we have an opportunity in this season, in this time, even in this moment, as people are listening to this to just pause. Be willing to go through the discovery process. You might just be amazed at what you find and how that might just actually change your life.
1: Yeah your your analogy there of this current that everyone just kind of gets swept up in and and I think what you're suggesting is somebody just put a stake in the ground and hold up for a minute and then just like just take a step back and ask yourself Am, am I bought into this whole thing? What do I what do I really what was I uniquely created to do? And is this is the direction of this current where I really want to go? And when you talk about really defining your own success, like oh. almost writing that down, getting that concrete on paper so you know what you're pursuing, so mm. you know where you're going. I think that is just a huge, huge thing. Um, let me ask you this question. How yeah. is it, What? how did you discover this and 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 to maybe talk about your own journey? Yeah. What, what happened to you that you started to go, wait a minute here, like mm-hmm. when did the light bulb go off? And you said, I need to really figure out what I'm about and what I'm doing. So maybe share a little bit about that and maybe what success means to you, Rob. Yeah,
0: yeah great question. So you know, I, I was a pretty happy-go-lucky kid. Um you know, one of my significant milestones, as I mentioned earlier, my parents going through a divorce, uh, my parents divorced when I was after my junior year of high school. So that was a wake up call for me. Right. I started, I was a sensitive, I'm a middle child. You know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I got an right. older brother, younger sister. I'm the peacemaker in the family chap. <laughs> and, but it really had quite an impact on me being a sensitive kid. Yeah. And so I took that kind of a lot of the questions surrounding my parents' divorce, as well as some questions I had spiritually, emotionally, um, uh, mentally, you know, I took those things with me, not only to the latter part of high school, but then off to college with me. Mm-hmm. And I went to a small private university based right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania called Widener university. And I want to stay close to my mom because at that time I'm tight with both my parents now, right. but I was much tighter with my mom during that time. And uh, so I stayed close to her. The university was about 35 minutes away from home. So I could get some good home cooked meals, you know, go home on occasion, et cetera so I was in a lot of pain in, on the inside of me, uh, leading up to my senior year of college, so about three years of my college experience. Right. Now people would never be able to fully realize that or, or even tell that, but inside I was getting ripped up pretty good. Uh, but what I'm about to, s- to describe uh, you completely rocked my world. And I think it'll uh, answer your question quite nicely. Uh, leading up to this point of what I'm about to describe you purpose in my life was hanging out with the guys on Thursday, probably Saturday, Thursday, Fridays and Saturdays and drinking. Right. And winning the next basketball game because I was a college basketball player. Uh That was purpose and meaning for me. But now I go into my college uh, year again, 21 years old. We're NCAA tournament bound in the college basketball and I'm captain of the team and we're going into the season and I have a mass or a tumor in my abdomen area that was extremely painful. Yeah. Extremely painful. And to fast forward, it went undiagnosed for the first month and a half, uh, September, October time period. When I went back to the college campus, I missed some of the preseason of basketball that year. And, you know, my family's praying for healing for quite frankly, for a diagnosis. We just wanted answers. I got CAT scans, MRIs, ultrasounds, you name it. I got multiple tests. Doctors were not ruling out cancer. The mass was so unusual that they didn't know what it was. And because they didn't know what it was, they didn't know how to, they didn't know what to do with it. Until I went into an ultrasound specialist at UPenn Hospital in Philadelphia, in the city of Philadelphia. And again, I'd seen tons of ultrasound specialists and you know, CAT scans, MRIs, everything. But now I go in and this ultrasound specialist checks me out. And let me just tell you something. He checks me out, but this time was very different than all the other times I'd gotten checked out. He checks me out and he proceeds to tell me, Rob, I cannot explain what I'm about to share with you, but you no longer have any tumor whatsoever in your abdomen. I'm going to show you on the screen. And when he started, he told me yet a second time, and now we're intently both looking at the, the screen together on the depth of my very being. Uh, the best way I can describe it's like spiritual fireworks were going off the inside and I knew that my life would never, ever, ever be the same. Mm -hmm. I come out of the doctor's office and I told probably a half of the, you know, maybe a third of the college campus what had happened. didn't matter to me. They, They probably thought I was weird. Listen, I was healed. It was a modern day miracle. And Jeff, let me just tell you, when you experience something like that, You can't help but come out of a season, out of a time, out of a a, a time like that where you're asking a whole different set of questions. Right. See, purpose for me now took on a whole different meaning. I was, you know, before purpose was winning the next basketball game, going out and hanging out with the guys and having fun and drink. Now I was like, there's got to be a reason specifically why I'm alive. Because I was thinking I was 21 years old, I have cancer and I'm going to die. Right. And now, whoa. So. Little did I know at that time that over 20 years later, I would be helping leaders all over the world discover or rediscover who they are and why they exist so that they can have a greater impact in their business, organization, etc. It still baffles me, but all I know is, based on what I've been through, I've tasted and I've seen some pretty amazing things Mm -hmm. and now I can help other people do the same. And listen, there could be people listening to this where they don't have something extreme that have happened. Some people have, but some people, maybe it was something subtle in their life. Maybe when they were younger or maybe even now they're feeling really lonely, but maybe if that loneliness or that struggle or that challenge, whether it's extreme or it's a bit subtle and not as extreme, is as is, is helping people ask a different set of questions that they've never asked before. Then now there's an opportunity in the midst of it to go on a self exploration, right? And find and find out things in you that are hidden, just so you can find them and come more alive. Yeah, it's uh,
1: it's a very great, it's a wonderful story, by the way, mm-hmm. and just touching and really. Uh, but what one of the things that I think you mentioned that really kind of strikes a chord with me is. It sometimes is unfortunate. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse because it's a curse that you have to go through this struggle. The blessing is that sometimes it takes those deep experiences to cause us to get out of our, 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 you know, our, our, our life. You know what I mean? To kind yeah, of step yeah. outside and be able. To, we're, we're distracted. We're so distracted by all of the things in the culture and the rat race and whatever. We never get a chance to really step outside and ask the questions what is this all about? And for some people like you, having gone through that experience is incredible blessing, but also, you Mm -hmm. know, a very trying time, you know, but, but (laughs) to be able to step outside of that and enter into the journey of self-discovery, that's really where I think you come to the, to the, to, to answer some of those deeper questions.
0: That's right. And a lot of people ask me, so Rob, in light of you helping so many other people and leaders with their purpose, what's yours? Right. You know, what's my, what's my, pur- I said, it's kind of funny, but it's true. My purpose, my existence is helping other people discover, rediscover who they are and what their existence right. really is. Right. I mean, that's what has me leaping out of bed in the morning. Yeah. So when people ask me, Hey Rob, who are you? Cause we're going to come full circle talking about purpose, when people, you know, it's not about what you do. It's more about who you are that leads into what you do. So Rob, who are you? I'm a passionate, vibrant person that loves life and tries to squeeze the most out of it so that it spills out on other people and I can best serve them in their life and seeing those things through. Mm-hmm. And so for me, there's there's nothing that gives me greater joy than being able to do that in people's lives. So even coming on your podcast, Jeff, and you allowing me to come on and share my heart and to share some things practically, you know, I come more alive because this is part of the reason I get to shout to the world you know, to help people in those ways because life is way too short and way too significant to go through the motions, Right. to go through the motions of life. You know, you can be uh, still a great person and, and have some level of impact. There's no doubt about it. But we're talking about a deeper and more significant impact in people's lives. That's what we're really getting down to it. So for me, how I would personally uh, redefine success for myself and not go with the, the, the current of culture, I redefine success as the most positive influence i can have one life at a time mm-hmm. it's not the money i it's not the, about the amount of money i make i could have taken jobs that had much higher paying income but i've chosen the route of entrepreneurship and <laughs> 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 most people know when you go about things, there's some ups and downs with entrepreneurship. Right. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of benefits that come with it. There's freedom. There's flexibility. There's um, uh, You're more fluid in, in maybe how you can speak, what you can speak on. I'm never going to stray too far from my core. And my family matters so much to me that I get to spend I'm, – I'm actually spending more time with my family now, Jeff, than I ever have in my entire life. But yet I can make the argument there's more demand on my calendar – And on my time than there ever has been, but I'm spending more time with my family because Mm -hmm. I'm in better control of my life because I know who I am and I know where I'm heading. And that's really important. So.
1: Well, that's wonderful. Uh, don't want to take up too much of your time, Rob. It's been such a great joy to talk to you, man. i would loved having you on. And I think exactly. what your message, man, is just it resonates and it is so necessary. So uh, before you go, just tell our listeners where they can find you online and where they can connect with you there. And maybe uh, also a little bit about where the book is available right now and
0: what you've got going on here uh, coming up. Yeah. So you can find me a couple places uh, on the web. One is uh, robholman.com. Rob spelled with two B's, R-O-B-B and last name is H-O-L-M-A-N. So robholman.com. And then the book, and I thank you for uh, mentioning that earlier. Yeah, it was recently launched on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, et cetera. Uh, so yeah, you can grab a book uh, on either one of those or most online retailers. But uh, leadthewaybook.com is a centralized place where you can learn more of my heart, okay. some of these principles and core convictions we talked about today.
1: Excellent. Rob, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you, man.
0: Oh, thanks so much. It was a joy and I look forward to continuing the conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Well, I hope you have enjoyed that interview. And now I'd like to just share with you my top learning moments, the top takeaways that I have from talking with Rob today. The first one is this, the importance of the journey to self-discovery. Rob talks about inside-out leadership as being a journey inward to discover more about yourself. Primarily, that involves discovering your purpose and what you are here on this earth to do. Understanding the why behind what you're doing can really bring clarity and give a greater sense of meaning in your life. And this isn't just for leaders. Ron talks about inside-out leadership principles. This isn't just about leaders, but it's for everyone. Taking a pause, looking inward at what really matters in life and what you're really here to do, and then moving forward from that point. The second thing was the importance of developing your own definition of success. Rob coaches business leaders and executives, and one of the things that he mentioned is defining what success means to you. If you remember in the interview, he talked about that uh, individual he was speaking with who said, I want to be able to spend more time, more time with my family, but he wasn't doing that. It's a terrible thing to be pursuing something your entire life, only to find out that when you get it, It's not what you really wanted. The journey to self-discovery not only looks at the purpose, the why behind what you're doing, but also considers the end. What's success? What are you pursuing? And then making sure you're moving in the direction that you want to be going. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast once again, the show notes are at mindforlife.org slash 042. You can leave comments there about this episode. Remember also to subscribe on iTunes. And if you get a chance, leave a rating and review. And I would appreciate that. Thank you so, so much for listening. And we'll talk with you next time.